Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, I assumed at some point Kevin Burkhart and Charles Davis were going to force Jay Cutler back onto a field. Didn't think it was going to happen before they actually did a broadcast. But here is Charles to defend himself and enlighten us on all things NFL. Charles, it's Andrew and Brian. What's going on, man? How are you today? I'm doing great. It's good to hear you guys' voices. Before we start, whenever I hear a rooster crow, <laughs> isn't the Gap Band supposed to play right after that? <laughs> exactly, baby. Early in the morning, right? All right. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is, I got a text yesterday. I actually flew in from Nashville. I was at Tennessee Titans camp, and I flew in from Nashville and landed. I'm driving home. I'm listening to uh, radio, and all of a sudden, breaking news, Jay Cutler signs the Miami Dolphins. And no sooner does that happen than the texts start coming in. And one of my boys texted me and said, look at you. You already drove him back to the football field. You didn't get a game in. What personality you've got. Thanks a lot. Your boys keep it real, don't they? Don't they? I mean, they they took no time to jump on me and blame me. Left Kevin totally out of it. Yeah, my fault. right, right. <laughs> uh, 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 of course. Now, were you guys able to get some reps in before he he took his ball and went back to the NFL? You, you know, we we had um we had rehearsal games lined up, but we never got to them. Gotcha. So, you know, but we spent time together prior to, but we never got to that part. So, look, I'll just tell you straight up. You know, I'm not going to speak for Jay for uh, in any sense. But someone calls and tells me I can come back and play, be a starter in the league with with, with a, a playoff team from last year, and says I can put ten million minimum in my pocket, maybe mm. thirteen if I hit incentives. I, I might start loosening up the old the old chicken <laughs> wing myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's a no brainer, man. One bit. Yeah, of course, the no brainer. Yeah, put your, your Bandison on, get <laughs> off the balcony, and go throw some footballs. Even if I can't start, hey. <laughs> Sign me up. I'm, I'm coming. So, Charles, um, we've had some disagreement this morning. I, whether it's Cutler or Kaepernick or any other starting caliber quarterback, to me, the Dolphins had to make a move like this. Brian would have ridden Matt Moore for a full season. Do you think they had to replace Ryan Tannehill, or would you have stuck with Moore as a full-time starter? That's a, you know, I, I love the question, Andrew, and here's how I, I answer it. I was in Miami Friday. How about that for timing? Mm-hmm. I, I planned a trip ahead of time. I'm driving down Thursday night because they're going to practice Friday morning. And once again, the radio informs me that Ryan Tannehill is gone. That's, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. So roll into camp the next day, and now there's a heavy discussion going on amongst the you know us media types, right? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? No one knew exactly what was going on with Tannehill at that time, but everybody played, okay, let's play worst-case scenario. He's going to be out for a while. There was a group that covers the Dolphins pretty extensively that was of the opinion that Matt Moore should keep the job because the guys liked him in the locker room, you know, was gritty last year, helped him get to the playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. The sense I got from people around the organization is – 
Matt Moore is a good backup. We got to go for it. And that's when I said, okay, this is going to be interesting to see how this plays out. First, what's, what's the extent of Tannehill's injury? Two, if it's out for a long time, I left there with the feeling that they were going to try and make a move with someone. I thought Kaepernick was a non-starter, believe it or not. Yes, he's a starter to come in and play with Matt Moore. Now, if they'd signed Cap, I think Moore would have kept the job until he couldn't keep the job. Mm-hmm. But Cutler was going to be signed to be a starter right out of the gate, just just plain and simple. But I really thought that Cap was not going to Miami, not because Stephen Ross was the problem, the owner. Stephen Ross would have welcomed him with open arms. You've seen how supportive he's been of his guys. But it was the Castro shirt last year, the comments the week of the San Francisco, San Francisco game. You know, I think that was around the time that Fidel Castro died. So now you've got this thing all up in the air. And Armando Salguero, you guys know Armando. He's yeah. the number one beat writer for Miami. When Cap made his comments, and I'm not going to go into all that there, but he pointed out all the inconsistencies and falsehoods of the things that Cap was saying about Castro regime, Cuba, because Armando had immigrated from there with his family had been fortunate enough to get out. And so in that community, non-starter. And that's something Stephen Ross has to be aware of because that is a very supportive community of the Dolphins. So I just didn't see Cap as, as being a viable option when I left there on Friday. I thought it was Cutler or God knows what was going to happen. You know, now you're starting to get into Sean Hill territory. Right. Well, my he point would have come in as a starter. Matt Moore would have kept the job then. Yeah, my, my point with Matt Moore was ride with him now. Now, as far as the entire season, you, you never know what's going to transpire. But off off the heels of his playoff performance, the guy threw for almost 300 yards. He hit 80% of his passes, one touchdown, one interception. One would think that he has earned the right to be the starter for the time being. And if he loses that job, so be it. But they didn't think that that was a good enough performance for him to be considered the starter with Tannehill going down? I think that the the performance wasn't the issue, uh, Brian. I think that they feel like they were looking at it over the long haul versus the short. Because remember, Matt came in and played three games regular season, one playoff game. So they went two and one, I believe, under him, Mm -hmm. got into the playoffs. I can't remember everyone they played, but I know they beat a bad Jets team. You know, I, I believe one of those Thursday night specials or something like that that Matt played and so on. So I think over the long haul, and this was nothing anyone said, but the sense was you're a little more limited with Matt and what you're going to do offensively. Cutler, while he, while, you know, we can talk about this, that, and everything with him, one of the most underrated aspects of Jay's game is movement skills. And Matt can move around, but you also remember that shot he took against Pittsburgh yep. when he just refused to get down when here comes the defender. So you're going to have to sign someone regardless, you know, because no, uh, this, is where I feel, this is where you feel bad for David Fales and Brandon Dowdy. They eventually, they, I'm sure they called them in and said, mm-hmm. your feelings may be hurt, but there's no way that we can go with Matt, who might not make it 16, very few quarterbacks do, and look at you guys, they're going to carry us home because we think we're a playoff team. They had to go get someone else. 
Charles, um, is there any room in this conversation? And it's a touchy subject because you're, we, we don't know exactly what Tannehill was diagnosed with back in December. You're asking yeah. about putting a guy under the knife. But is there any conversation about blame to put around him, the team, that he didn't have surgery in December and not have this become an issue and ruin this season as well? Yeah, that's where the, the hindsight kicks in, Andrew, as we all know, because when he got hurt, I believe surgery was a viable option. But they also believed it was a viable option with a partial tear to let it heal on its own. And Brian, I tell you, for all athletes, if you can avoid the knife, you're probably going to take that option anytime you don't have to go get cut on. But the flip side was you will get other opinions that will say a partial tear might as well have been a complete tear. Right. That you're going to have instability. And while that may not be the exact injury Ryan Tannehill got this time, you may have created an atmosphere for other injuries to happen. So it's going to go back and forth, but they made their decision. They went at it that way. And you know what the real irony of the whole thing is? I think one or two days before the injury, Ryan Tannehill, there's a sound bite, and I, you guys could probably find it, where he told the Miami media, okay, it's time to quit asking me about my knee. Mm-hmm. I've never been more confident. It, it's strong. We're fine. There are no issues. Can we move on from that discussion? I'm paraphrasing. That's essentially what he told the media. And then one or two days later, the injury happens. Charles, you mentioned you're just leaving the Titans camp, and Marcus Mariota is a guy who's dealt with injuries his entire young NFL career, and they want him to stop running around as much. And I think they can lean on that that running game. That's why you you, you go out yep. and, and you get the running backs in, in, in which they, they did a season ago. DeMarco Murray, you, you, you draft a Derrick Henry. Uh, how did Marcus Mariota look? He looked he looked really good. They had one of those situational scrimmages, you know, where, where it was thud contact, but they did go live on goal line plays. And Mariota out there moved around well, scored on a uh, on a five yard bootleg, you know, faked the inside dive and got to the corner and, and waltzed in. Um, the day before, they actually practiced at a local high school to help drum up interest in that part of the. The, the area of Nashville, which was a really smart move on their part. And he got free on a scramble and slid like he was going into second base and popped back up. So the confidence level continues to rise, that he's healthy and, 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 and working well. The arm is sharp, guys. He threw some passes. He just whistled it. And he's showing really good maturity when he feels pressure. If, he doesn't, if he's not able to get down, he gets rid of the football. He goes into the third row. Those are the things that they're enjoying seeing from him, but he looks very, very healthy and looks like he's gaining confidence each and every day in terms of how his leg is holding up under him. And uh, I don't expect that to be an issue at all. And what's the, you know what the funny part is? They, they, they end up playing, they end up playing um, Seattle and the moving quarterback and Russell Wilson like the third game of the season in Tennessee and get a chance to take a good look at that. Mm. They open with Oakland. And Derek Carr is coming off of a leg injury. So you got both of the quarterbacks, two teams with incredibly high hopes, facing off on opening day. Whose quarterback is healthier? Whose quarterback's more confident? Which one plays better? And can one of those teams get a jump on the season? Charles, exactly how good are they? Are they a playoff team? Can they win a playoff game? What's the ceiling for them in your mind for this season? I think that with what they did in, in the offseason, Drafting Corey Davis, now he pulled a hamstring or or tweaked a hamstring, so he's out for a little while, the wide receiver from Western Michigan. 
But they definitely upgraded there because Taewon Taylor from Western Kentucky is, a, is an upgrade for them at wide receiver. But if they get Corey Davis, Taewon Taylor, going with Rashard Matthews, Delaney Walker at tight end, they added Jonu Smith, who they're really force-feeding a lot of time as another tight end position. That's a big help to take some of the – I'm not going to say take pressure off the running game, but be the group that really takes the running game to the next level because now – as Brian would tell you, you run the heck out of it, run the heck out of it. Now if they can hurt you downfield off a of play action instead of just getting 10 yards off a of play action, now you've got something going, and that's what they're looking to do. Flip it over on defense. Logan Ryan added at corner. Kevin Byard second year at safety, adding Jonathan Cyprian as their hammer in, in run defense. This is a team that is going to not only contend for the division, but will contend for winning a playoff game or more. I think that they're that good. Some people have them, you know, Really, really high. I think they're good enough to contend to win their division with Houston right now, no doubt. Indianapolis, we'll see if they're back into it. But I think right now Tennessee and Houston are the favorites in the AFC South. Charles Davis, NFL on Fox, NFL Network. College football analyst, not so much college football analyst anymore. Join us here on Geo and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. You mentioned Houston, Deshaun Watson. All the reports are he's picked up the playbook. Uh, the guy is far ahead of any rookie that Bill O'Brien, the head coach there, has ever coached. Uh, do you get the sense he's going to win this job? That felt like it. Bill O'Brien talking about that. Bill O'Brien, of course, publicly still endorsing Tom Savage. But Tom Savage doesn't have enough equity to keep the position just for that reason. You know, He's been named mm-hmm. the starter before, but he's been dinged up every time. In fact, he was supposed to be the starter in the playoffs last year, got dinged up and couldn't play, and they had to play Brock Osweiler again. So he hasn't been able to submit the position. And so I was all in that Deshaun Watson's just going to take that job and wouldn't surprise me if he started game one, and that could still happen. But then here comes DeAndre mm-hmm. Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Did you see that one? Yep. DeAndre Hopkins, our number one receiver, came out and endorsed Tom Savage. Yep. Said he's clearly our number one quarterback. And he said, and, and made sure to get it out there one more time. <laughs> I've played with a lot of quarterbacks here in Houston. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> he jumped on that one because what was it, two years ago, what did he play with? Four different guys? Yeah. Last year he played with Savage, Osweiler. I mean, it just keeps going and going. And he's saying, in his mind, it's clear that Tom Savage should be the guy. So another precinct heard from, and a pretty significant one. So we'll see how they decide to go with it. But bottom line is they moved up to get Deshaun Watson with the idea that they can't just win a division anymore. They've got to get deeper into the playoffs, and that's why that's why Deshaun Watson was drafted. Charles, I don't know if you saw what Kirk Cousins said over the weekend, uh, but again, uh, reiterating that he's at he's at peace with his decision to play this year on the franchise tag. See what happens next year. He was quoting scripture and that I trust that you know the, with my college choice, I only had two options. I didn't want to go to either place, and all of a sudden, Michigan State jumped in in the last second, and I, things went well there. Um, a, I, I wish I had that kind of confidence, but B, more importantly. Um, are you at peace with his decision? Or is he gambling too much, not having a long-term commitment from the Redskins? Oh, I, I'm actually at peace with it for him, and not that he needs my peace. But you guys, I mean, you guys know Kirk's background. His father's a minister. He's grounded in his faith, and he's he's held that for a long time. And he's been that guy that people wanted to overlook, as he noted in co- even just going to college. Turned out he was a three-time captain at Michigan State and won a lot of ball games. Look for him. The reason I say he's at peace is that he's put up excellent numbers. 
He, they were in the playoffs two years ago. If he pulls that off again and gets Washington back into the playoffs, I don't think he can lose. And remind me again, guys, how much did they franchise him for again this yeah, year? Yeah, it's a lot. 26, isn't it? It's the cost of okay. a Jerry Jones Hall of Fame party, plus a few, <laughs> yeah. a few extra. Yeah. I, would, I would be at peace if someone franchised me at $25, $26 yeah, Right. I, I will be just fine because then I really can't lose. I play well. I've got more suitors next year. And I'm sitting there in Washington with a bunch of guys who want me to be their quarterback in the first place. <laughs> so I, I think, I think, yeah, I could, I could kick back on that one and feel pretty darn good. And he's a kid who's used to, used to being the one that people want to replace. So he doesn't play with any trepidation. He goes out and proves people wrong more times than not. Yeah, I, I don't need a higher power to to get me uh, good. to be did at say, peace. Did you say twenty five? Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can but find could, a lot of peace, but it could be forty. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Listen, at, at twenty five, I'm great. Yeah. At 40, I might retire. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, hey, listen, I, I would be as, as peaceful as Thornton Mellon and back to school with that one, right? There you go. Thornton, I just have one question. <laughs> Did you do all the work on that test yourself? <laughs> yes, Dean I, Dean, I can't tell you a lie. <laughs> Yes, I did. And you remember what the dean said? I'm satisfied. <laughs> there you go. Well, we're not satisfied. We got one last question for you. Uh, are Are you familiar with the term Billy with the stamp? No. no <laughs> well, that makes two brothers. I'm trying. I was trying. Uh, my my partner over here, Andrew, came to me hoping I could educate him. Uh, it's a lyric from Meek Mill's 1942 flows, and you know the resident brother had no idea what Meek was talking about. So I thought I'd turn to another Bill, brother. Billy, Billy with a stick. Billy with the stamp. Yeah, the full the story. The, the full story, Charles, is LeBron did an acoustic version of this song from the gym and put it on Instagram. So it got us to the lyrics, and there's the one line is, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, I, I bought a mansion with a pool in it, Billy with the stamp, I'm getting two with it. Yeah. And we don't know what that second line means. I have means. no idea. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, as, as, my, as one of my fellows from college would have said, educate me on that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I got nothing. So, <laughs> so, so, so when you guys get that one, look, look at this, Andrew. You got two brothers who just went, we got nothing for this. <laughs> So, so I know I know this. When BJ and I show up at the club right now, they might pull our black card. We might, we might get a gang when we show up. And, and, and that'll make me You curious. can come do some line dancing with me as a, Listen, the local you know, saloon. That's, that's it. We'll go over there and we'll, we'll, we'll be doing our two-step. No, that's why I just hang out in the lounge. Listen, BJ, I'm, I'm the guy in the corner now who just stands there, you know, and just got that one leg moving. <laughs> And just, just stay in the corner. Got the twitch. That's all, that's all I got. <laughs> I'm with you. I well, now I can drop it like it's hot every now and then, depending on how lubricated I am. But uh, yeah, for the yeah, most part, and, and, yeah. and then you wake up the next morning holl- hollering for the trainer. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling. Well, thanks, my man. Appreciate you. You know we'll be calling on you again throughout the season. Look forward to it. It's great chatting with you guys. You take care of yourself and. Uh, I just just make sure that I get an answer next time. <laughs> you, oh, we, we're gonna figure it out. Week, how do you get a week off when training camps have opened? That's all I want to know. It's a good question. No joke. Good, it's a good question. Be Thanks, good, Charles. We'll talk to you soon.
Uh, Charles Davis, NFL on Fox, some NFL network in there as well. And despite oh, Brian's whoa. protests, uh, still analyzes college football. Does on he? certain occasions. When? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. No, he's good at know. he's good at whatever he does. A he's, real pro, as I always say when he comes up. He's he's really, really good. Oh heck. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Charles. Yeah. Can't help us with music lyrics, no, but no. no one can be perfect. We're gonna find I mean, some of these youngsters around here should know what that means, right? No. What no. youngsters? Moash? No. No. Jack alone? Oh, he's not here. He's not here today. He would have been my next person to ask, but he's not here today. Hmm. And they don't hire too many black people around, so run out of them. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, listen, he didn't come to my party this weekend, so there was no Domino's lessons and no cigar rolling. <laughs> How was your party? It was good. How many people showed up? Um, Like 30-ish. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that you barbecued? Did you have I did. I barbecued. Damn. Grilling up shrimp and burgers and dogs. I didn't. My, my wife made pulled pork in the slow cooker. We oh, didn't mess around. Okay. Yeah. And you have any leftovers? I've got leftover food and a lot of leftover beer. Because don't I, worry about the. Beer. I bought a lot, food. and then people brought their own. So not everything I bought was. I actually have more beer in my fridge now than I did before the party started. Well, that's good. So we're having a second party to get rid of that beer. No pulled pork left. There's pulled pork left. Well, That's for lunch today. Bring some in. At my in. house. No. <laughs> First of all. I can't even get it out. You can't even eat it at 9 o'clock when you leave here. Why not? I put it in some eggs yesterday, though. Oh, heck up. yeah. There you go. That was good. That was good. That's what you're supposed to do. I know. Come on, man. See, I can do a couple of things. You you, you should give yourself a little bit more credit. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Eight five five two one two four CBS eight five five two one two just a little four two two seven an angry actually two angry baseball announcers and a Brad Heller update next on Gio and Jones. This is L.A. Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn, and you're listening to Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. It is Gio and Jones. Thanks again to Charles Davis for joining us on this Monday morning. That interview. And other audio samplings, podcasts of this show available as always at geoandjones.com slash audio. Alongside Brian Jones, I'm Andrew Bogish. In for Geo, Greg Heller is doing updates while I'm being Greg Giannotti. That one was on purpose. Oh, okay. Yeah, was, can't tell one. with you. That was good. Thanks. Sold that one well. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. I am at times an actor. Smooth like Richard Gere. Ex- exactly. Oh, An officer and gentleman. Was, oh, I'm glad that, you saw that. That was smooth. That was, yeah, See? just like, yeah. Now you get it. Now you get it. <laughs> All comes full circle. Mm. Mm. All right, here's your update. Brad. Thank you. Brad Heller has your update. All right, guys, we'll start with NFL news. First preseason game for the Browns against the Saints on Thursday in Cleveland announcing that Brock Osweiler will make the start. Well, just three months after he was hired by Fox to broadcast games, Jay Cutler's going back to the field, reportedly agreeing to a one-year $10 million deal with the Dolphins. Starter Ryan Tannehill could miss the entire season with a knee injury. Miami Herald says the Finns also considered Colin Kaepernick and Tim Tebow. Other NFL news, Falcons corner Jalen Collins hit with a 10-game PED suspension. It's his second violation. He was banned for four games at the beginning of last season. Baseball, Sunday night game in New York. Another dominating performance by the Dodgers. With a fly ball to center field. Conforto's got a long way to go, and he's going to run out of room. Bellinger's hit another home run. And number 32 for the rookie, Charlie Steiner, called it on the Dodgers radio network. Justin Turner also homer. The Dodgers 
Shut out the Mets. 8 nothing. Hyunjin, Ryu, and two relievers combined on a one-hitter. L.A. is to get this 24-3 and since July 4th. Also red hot, the Boston Red Sox. Six straight wins, 6-3 over the White Sox at Fenway Park. The Red Sox lead in the Yankees by three games in the AL East. The Yankees blew out the Indians in Cleveland 8-1. to Aaron Judge is 35th home run. The Cubs to lead the Brewers by a half game in the NL Central. Both lost yesterday. Cubs fell to the Nationals 9-4. Rays beat the Brewers 2-1. Meanwhile, it's been a trying season for Sean Rodriguez. The utility man suffered a shoulder injury in a car accident that delayed his debut with the Braves until last month. Rodriguez only played 15 games before coming back to the Pirates in his first game with Pittsburgh. And hits a high drive to left field. There's no way he's done this. Left field, clear the deck, cannonball coming, Serpico is back. Sean Rodriguez just won this ball game. I am not kidding. Brown Pirates Radio Network on the call there. 5-4 Pirates beat the Padres in 12. One game, the Mariner, or one trade, excuse me, the Mariners adding all-star first baseman Yonder Alonzo from the A's. And a sad note, former Phillies all-star catcher Darren Dalton has died after a four-year battle with brain cancer. He was 55 years old. Guys. Just pointing out, Brian, that it's that Brad's now done with his updates for today for us, and he has not, I don't think, once mentioned a NASCAR race yesterday. Man, what's up with that, dog? Got to know your audience, Brad. And it was right up the street, man, Watkins yeah. Glen. What's up with that? There's a sound Pete can play for you and everything. That's all right, though. That's cool. See how you is. Yep. We see how you is. Note taken. So the next time. Well, you and your note. Take it. Bye. Marco Belletti mentions NASCAR <laughs> stories. I mentioned NASCAR stories for you all, all throughout the week. That's how badly I want to be your friend and, and earn well, your respect. You should give up. Bring some pulled pork and we'll talk about it. 855. Oh. <laughs> hey, Lars. Hey, good morning, Lars. We had a good weekend. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. So, minor league baseball often gives us um, some interesting things, and it did not disappoint over the weekend. Uh, I give you the Dayton, Ohio Dragons, and the Great Lakes Loons, L-O-O-N-S, the Loons. Yep. It's a bird, I believe. Yes, it is. Um, I guess it inhabits the Great Lakes area. So the Dragons are hosting the Loons. Jose Siri of the single-A Dayton Dragons, this mm-hmm. is Midwest League play, has a 39-game yes. hitting streak. He's 0 for 3. He's up in the eighth inning. His team is down by three, and the very first pitch goes behind his back. Ryan Mosley of the Great Lakes Loons threw at Jose Siri, presumably to hit him, to put him on first base, to negate his last chance to get his uh, right. hit his 40th straight game. Right. Yeah. He missed him, though. Benches are warned. Mm-hmm. We get back in the box. Strike, ball, foul, ball, ball. Eventually becomes 3-2, and the 3-2 pitch is low and away. Now, it might have been on purpose thrown outside and low, so there was a walk and no hit, or he might have just missed with his location because that's what pitchers do. Um, but it, the walk after the near-purpose pitch got us this from the Dayton Dragons radio slash TV announcers. Siri at the plate. Here's the pitch. On the way from Mosley, and way behind him, he was trying to hit Siri there and end his hitting streak with a hit batsman. That should call for loud boos. That is a gutless move by Ryan Mosley and the Los Angeles Dodgers organization. They have warned Mosley 
that for the Dodgers does not speak highly of their coaching staff led by Jeremy Rodriguez, their pitching coach, Connor McGinnis, or the man on the mound, Ryan Mosley. He, he Why don't you just leave it with Mosley? Well, Why do you have to sit there and impugn the whole the organization? They didn't tell the kid to throw at the guy. Yeah, he did that again after the walk as if they wow. walked him on purpose. And it's like, dude... I don't even know if Andrew Friedman and Farhan Zaidi know who Ryan Mosley is as if they're dictating down through the organization's Facebook page that there's no way Jose Siri is getting a hit tonight against us. Do whatever it takes. I mean, dude on Dra- Dayton Dragons Radio, you can you can relax a little bit. Now, <laughs> it's a BS move to, th- to hit oh, the guy in his yeah. last at-bat. Yeah, for sure. But to say that the entire Dodger organization should be embarrassed... Yeah, come on. Go back to sleep. Yeah, thank you. Wow. Come on now. The pitching coach, the manager, the entire Dodgers His parents should be the Mosley family. Dave Roberts phoned down Mm. from the Dodgers game and said, hey, make sure you don't let this dude get a hit. (laughs) I know you're kicking the Mets bus. You've got some free time. So let me run this by you real quick. Can we hit this kid who's got a 39-game hit streak so he doesn't get 40? Is that allowed? Okay, good, thanks. Throw at him. I mean, guys, rein it in just a little bit. And then we had Howie Rose, speaking of the Mets and Dodgers last night. Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN. National TV comes in. Schedules get a little bit off. You've got to Mm -hmm. wait for the national TV partner to come back from break and to start when they want to start. And apparently uh, the game did not start as quickly as Howie Rose on Mets Radio wanted to start last night. Dodgers have won their first six, and they'll go for the season series sweep tonight just as soon as the network stooge down there (laughs) says that it's okay to play baseball. Wow. The pitcher, Steven Matz, is rubbing up the ball. He's ready to go. A home plate umpire, Tim Timmons, looking suitably disgusted, just took his mask off and kind of rests it against his left hip as he helplessly stares near the Dodger dugout where said network stooge is holding all the cards. So suspended animation on the field right now. You've got nine Mets standing around. You've got... The Dodgers leadoff hitter, Chris Taylor, standing. It really is ludicrous, but now and only now do we get the okay. And so we're going to have a baseball game here tonight about seven hours later than we should have. (laughs) And there there it is. (laughs) Howie Rose hates Sunday night baseball. And really, who doesn't? I mean, yesterday I I had the house to myself. I was all geared up trying to figure out what I should do with my, like, five hours of freedom. This never happens when I'm home with nothing really to do, mm-hmm. and there's no wife, no kids. It's a rarity. And plus, getting up early in the morning, right? it takes away what I used to do is I would be up the last person awake in the house. Everyone went to sleep, and then I, I could have two hours to do whatever, play a video game, watch a stupid movie, watch a late-night baseball game, whatever it is. So I was like, oh, I could just, it's a beautiful day. I can put the, I'll take my TV outside. I'll sit in the backyard. I'll drink a couple of my million leftover beers. I'll watch the Mets lose to the Dodgers. Oh, it's on Sunday Night Baseball. So I got nothing. I can't do that. So I guess Howie would have preferred a Sunday night, a Sunday afternoon start yesterday. <laughs> got the 8 p.m. start. And then, you know, there's, there's one of these guys in, at every event. In the NFL, he wears a big orange mitt. There's a guy at the scorer's table for basketball. There's a guy at the scorer's table right. for hockey. And there's a guy usually in one of the dugouts for baseball that's the connection between the TV truck, the booth, and the field. And he tells the, re- the umpire, the referee, whomever it may be, you can start playing again. We're back from commercial. And I guess the Mets and Dodgers got on the field quickly. We're ready to go. ESPN was not. They waited, they waited, they waited. And Howie Rose stewed. Howie wanted to get it over with. He knew what was coming. Yeah. He was going to get what was it, eight nothing last night. Yeah. Can we just get this over with already? Oh, my Come goodness. On. 
Can we, can we just get to the sweep? Stooge. Get to the sweep. Now, the only thing I'll say in defense is there's actually the least guilty guy in all of this is the actual stooge in the dugout telling you when to come back from break. He's got no control over this. He's just the messenger. So the stooges were not him. The stooges right. were elsewhere. Right. But, yeah, salty Howie Rose. <laughs> get with it, man. Come on. This goes all the way to the commissioner's office, all the way back to the uh. Doubleday family. They should be ashamed that baseball has <laughs> turned into this. Well, back in this where he shared gloves. You feel that you put your glove down, you went in and hit, and the guy came out and took your glove and feel that he same position. Some baseball, man. Come on. Come Let's on. Get it on. It's got to be 3 nothing Dodgers in a heartbeat. That was a fun. That was fun, too, when the game finally actually started. Like, oh, the Mets threw out a base run. That never happens. Go to break, innings over, come back. There was a review over gone, and Justin Turner was safe at second. Yeah. So the inning continues, and the Dodgers scored three runs, oh, and the game was over. Put the hand out there, take it back. Yeah. Touch the base with the other hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. Everyone's fired up this weekend. What do we have left to do this morning? Oh, Eat. Mikey B's favorite base, uh, basketball team may be for sale. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if you knew that, but it's possible. We want to collect some cash. We can make a play, and we can make Mikey be the GM. Oh, hell no. Hijinks ensue. Oof. Take a little minority stake in this? No? That's about all we can afford. If I mean, that. Yeah. I mean, if this valuation is true, mm. that can't be correct. No, how about this tease? That valuation... Mm-mm. on whichever is Mikey B's favorite NBA team, that is next on Geo and Jones. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Final few minutes, Geo and Jones. Bogus in for Geo. Brian Jones is Brian Jones. Mikey B, PDB, Brad Heller. It is time to answer our Ask the Pros question of the day brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question comes from our good friend CJ Simone at JetsFan0523. Are the Jets mishandling their current QB situation by continuing to give Josh McCown reps? I got that one? I'll be the pro this time? Uh, I was going to allow you to finish. Oh, I'm going to finish pro. after you answer your answer. Oh, well, yeah, you uh, answer see, the question. I, I'm just confused on the protocol. Usually I have to wait. No, nah, you do it now. You Stop go first. I'm a gentleman. Now, you sure? Yeah, you go first. Uh, all right. Are they mishandling it? Um, there's only one reason they didn't sign Colin Kaepernick, because Woody Johnson, owner of the Jets, is good buddies with the Trumpster, and the Grand Bertha has taken a lot of pride in Colin Kaepernick not having a job. And so his buddy, now ambassador, I think he's ambassador to Great Britain or Ireland or somewhere, is definitely not going to sign him. So this is all about politics. That's the only reason he is not with the Jets. Josh McCown has shown he can play well. He leveraged his play there in Chicago with a starting job with, with Tampa Bay. Didn't go so well there at Tampa Bay. <laughs> did, he, did he go to Cleveland? And now he's with the Jets. Yeah, I, I think actually the, the problem that the Jets have, have made for themselves is that Hackenberg and or Petty aren't good enough to put their faith in them for this year, that they had to go get somebody that they knew could play if necessary, and that's who Josh McCown is. If Hackenberg or Petty had distinguished themselves well enough and good enough here along the way, one of them would have been the quarterback in this throwaway season. They would have known who was whom and what they had to do moving forward. 
Uh, but they can't even do that. So they had to give Josh McCown money or anybody mm-hmm. money to come in there and play the position right. remotely respectably um, to not really even be any worse than they're going to be here uh, despite the reported optimism coming out of Jet Camp, which you've heard last week here on CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> uh, don't forget, you can submit your question of the day by going to cbsportsradio.com slash askthepros or tweeting it to us at CBS Sports Radio using the hashtag AskThePros. Summer's heat can cause your battery fluids to evaporate. Who would have known? Get your battery tested for free. If your battery needs to be replaced, the professional parts people will help you find the battery you need. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Uh, one other, two other, one other quarterback, you know, two other quarterback notes uh, before we leave Josh McCown the Jets. Uh, Jay Cutler apparently has not fully technically officially signed his contract yet, so he will not practice today with the Dolphins. Uh, and the Browns say that Brock Osweiler will start their preseason opener this weekend, and they gave a very interesting reason. I'm going to read this to you from Hugh Jackson, a statement okay. they released. Um, it sounds to me like they're throwing Brock to the Wolves, but you tell me. At this stage in the evaluation process of our quarterbacks, we are going to have Brock start the preseason opener against the Saints on Thursday night. A lot goes into our evaluation, but it's always going to be about efficiently and effectively running the offense. You want your starter to be able to do that despite any circumstance. Brock hasn't really gotten any first-team reps, and this will give him that chance. We look forward to seeing what he can do with this opportunity throughout the week <laughs> and against the Saints. So they're creating this this issue for him where he hasn't played with the first team until today, and then in three days against an NFL defense. They are auditioning him for other suitors. That's basically what they're doing. And so you you, you haven't given the guy any first-team reps up to this point, so you're going to this first preseason game, and you're going to see what he's working with and allow others to see what he's capable of or not capable of. So that's basically what they're saying. We've given up on you. We don't believe in you. If we did, you would have had first-team reps prior to now. So this is a huge audition for him. Yeah. He can go out there and, and showcase his abilities to other teams as if they didn't see enough last year. How fast do you think they called the Dolphins? <laughs> Any interest? Guys, just reminding you that I have Brock Osweiler's contract mm-hmm. that I could shift your way if you'd like to give me anything. <laughs> um, 855-212-4CBS. A few minutes left to sneak in a phone call if you want. Uh, but I mentioned the possibility of us buying a basketball team from Mike Bisseglo. That team, of course, is the Brooklyn Nets. I don't I don't think it's news, right, that uh, Prokhorov has wanted to get minority owners, have some people in, you know, throw some cash his way. Uh, but I guess after the Rockets were valued north or right at $2 billion, right. uh, Mr. Prokhorov went, hmm, if they can get that, maybe no I can joke. get that, and why wouldn't you want to get that? I just can't see the Nets being that viable. Do they own the arena? They don't own Barclays, do they? Uh, I thought he did now. Okay. Unless that's what he wanted money for. Okay. Well, if, he own, if they own the arena, okay, then that's a different, that's a whole different uh, can of worms. But can we can we put together two billion-ish dollars? You could be our Derek Jeter. You could be the, or, or Hakeem Olajuwon. I can find or you. Or our Beyonce, if you will. <laughs> and you can be the face <laughs> Of I can, our investment I can find group. you some people yeah. that have that, that that nice piece of chunk of change. Yeah, but, you got a uh, sultan somewhere that can buy Mikey well, B his favorite basketball I don't team? know if they'd be interested in the Nets, though. Who would be? A lot of people. Mm. Richard Gere. Mm. Uh, that's a good question with Richard Gere. 
I, you know, we don't usually talk money when we hang out, but maybe I'll bring it up the next. Uh, just float it and see what he thinks. Who wouldn't want to buy a cool team in Brooklyn? Right. Give me the New game York. of the hipsters. Who, who wouldn't want about? Who wouldn't? Okay, they were so cool. Jay Z gave up his interest in the team to start a, a a sports agency. That's how cool they were. Well, it's the rules. You can't. I understand that. But would you rather have that piece of the NBA team or start a sports agency? I can't talk for Jay. I don't know. Mm. Oh, I can't I'll talk, talk for, for him. Jay. I would absolutely like to have a stable of clients making me money than one team. Who I don't know. But what I mean, if that team is cool? Mikey B's word. Yeah, but it's cool to be the agent of all these guys. And Andrew would no, know he's cool. No, yeah. it's not. I, 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 I don't think so. I'd rather that be the team owner than be the agent. But he wasn't of all the owner. Guys. He was. He just was well, there. I'd rather have a minority stake. He was being exploited. He wasn't being exploited. He had interest in the team. Nah, he was there to be cool. And he his his, his club is there. His lounge. They have forty forty right there at the stadium. Right. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. to give them cachet. And then he was like, "Let me go make my own cachet. Buy some champagne. There you buy, go. Make it become a sports agent." Mm-hmm. And here we go. <laughs> I'd love to know the parameters if and when there's, there's actually like putting out feelers for money. Remember when the Mets were asking for cash? They basically wanted you to give them a blank check. They had all these rules about field access and suite access that they just they just wanted you to give them money and basically do nothing. I would think you'd, if you're going to give somebody like seven figures, eight figures, I, I should be able to take batting practice like once a month, right? So what do I get from my little, my, my little piece of the net? What, what can I do? Shoot some jumpers? Is there like a, is there a, a, another Lopez that we don't know about that I could be friends with? There is, another, there is a third Lopez. Is it, what does he do? Is he also tall? I would assume so. I don't have the exact details on the third Lopez. Does he also have an unhealthy love as an adult for Disney characters? Probably. Does he have a weird voice? Don't know. I don't want to speak for the third Lopez. Do you know what his name is? <laughs> I'm looking on the internet. <laughs> That's your squad. <laughs> that is his squad. You should know all these answers. You should man. know everything. Even with Brooke gone, it's, it's, it's still a fresh wound. You should not have erased your Brooke Lopez knowledge from your head because he's not a net anymore. Now is is uh, is it Prokhorov? It is. is. Is he serious about selling? I think he's serious about selling. If somebody wants to give him two billion dollars, yeah. that's at least the report. Right. That if he realized mm-hmm. that what the market is is like, oh, all right, well, like you know, I can cash out for that. <laughs> there, yeah, and, and there have and it's cool. Yeah, there have been other rumors before now that he wanted out. He's definitely been looking for investors. But if you can cash out, why not cash out? He has three brothers: so Chris, Alex, and Robin. There's five. Oh, there's four Lopez's. Okay. So well, I can, they don't each have three brothers, right? So if I get same person, if I get Chris or Alan for my seventy-five dollar donation, then that's Alex. I'll learn his name before then. So nothing, no takers. We're not getting. We're no, not getting Mikey B a next no, team. No, Fine. no, the the Nets not very appealing. Mike also, right now, if they own the arena, <laughs> I can see a two billion dollar valuation. But just the team alone, no. Mike wrote Usain Bolt loses one hundred meters on our rundown. <laughs> I forgot to know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot what racing was? No, no, no. Like I don't because well, oh, he never loses. That's news to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what it entails. <laughs> Where was he racing? Was he trying? Did he lose to a human or an animal? Like what? He was trying, and he gets out of the as he always does. Gets out of the blocks fairly uh, slow, and, and then he rebounds and leaves everyone in his wake. Uh, that didn't happen. Mr. Gatlin held on to the lead and took him down. Justin Gatlin. 
Well, thanks for the update, Brian. You, you got it. That was, you I should, got you. Next time Greg's out, I'm Greg. You should be me on updates. There you go. Thanks to Brad Heller. They should let me do. On that updates. note, thanks to Charles Davis for joining us. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Mikey B and PDB for Brian. I'm Andrew. Have a great Monday. We'll see you again tomorrow right back here, Gio and Jones, on CBS Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.